Available right now via the iHeart app and iTunes. Our two new podcasts. Armstrong and Getty, one more thing. That's our daily after show podcast. And Armstrong and Getty Extra Large featuring our interviews of the most interesting people in the world. Subscribe today via the iHeart app or iTunes. Or wherever podcasts are given away for free. Because we're stupid. CNN is airing four more town halls with Democrats Michael Bennett, Seth Moulton, Tim Ryan, and Eric Swalwell. When they heard that, everybody who canceled HBO after Game of Thrones was like, I'm sorry, HBO, take me back. Wait, I can't watch that. Yeah, yeah. Which, which gets to our whole, we, nah. need, we need to pick who we think is going to get out first to pool. Yeah, we have to have that draft uh, tomorrow at the latest, so we'll, we'll organize it. The, the ESPN three will be covering it. The Democrat presidential candidate death pool. Exactly. Who goes out first? Good stuff. The um, Pentagon has finally admitted that it investigates UFOs. It's the first time they've ever actually said this out loud. Oh, well, that makes sense. Well, of course they do. Yeah. They uttered words that have been avoided for decades, discussing the possible existence of UFOs or what they call it unidentified aerial phenomena. Yes. Okay. And admits that UAPs, and admits that it still investigates reports on them. Well, I would hope you would. Well, listen, you know, UFOs has come to mean spaceships from outer space, but it's something flying, and we're not sure whose it is or what it is. It it might just be. I mean, if it was an airplane, we can't tell who's flying it. Is that a UFO, or is that just an airplane? I don't know. If I throw something at you and you just don't quite see it, right? What was that? Ow! Ow, God! What right. was that? I don't know. It's unidentified. You don't know. Clearly that. flying. Exactly. Okay. Um, well, I would hope they do. If the Pentagon came out, came out and said, no, we just, we just ignore them. I mean, a thousand people see it, and it's uh, some uh, super advanced uh, tool of war and or exploration, but it's, it's up in the sky, so no, we don't even look at it. <laughs> I mean, that's the friggin' alternative. I have a picture. I've got a video. Not interested. No. Nah. Won't even take a look at it. Is it a gun or a tank? No, it was up in the air. It stopped. It hovered. Then it shot off at hyperspeed. You're boring me, says the the Pentagon. (laughs) What? The guy from Jeopardy won his 24th game in a row and set yet another record. So if you're following that, he is still doing that thing. Um, A sporting news that I hate. NFL owners considering refining pass interference reviews, which will lead to more... Reviewing of pass plays. Yes, but more accuracy. Because of the sanctity <sighs> if, of the game. If that's what you want. History will judge us. So even more <laughs> stopping the game, especially right. in the last two minutes, to review pretty much every, any pass that's ever thrown will yes. get reviewed for five minutes. Yeah, They're trying to eliminate Hail Marys from that, but they're having trouble coming up with the definition of a Hail Mary. But if you start reviewing, okay, so they, they threw it. So the game's over. You think you won. You think you're going to the Super Bowl, but we're going to review for 10 minutes whether or not there was interference on the 10 guys jumping up in the air for that ball. So will they have to enact a rule that any ball that leaves the quarterback's hand at more than a 30-degree launch angle will be considered a Hail Mary? That's why they're having trouble nailing it down. Right, and they'll have a protractor there and the ref's holding it up to the screen and everything. Oh, that'll be just dandy. (laughs) She'd have to review every game-ending play... Which would mean the game is not over yet. So the crowd's kind of excited. I think we won. 
But we just gotta wait game and see ending they, plays. Well, that's usually when the hail mary happens. Oh, so it, you'd have to review that to even know if you could review it, right? To decide whether or not there's pass interference. But they're going to exempt hail marys if they can come up with rules for that. Oh, but they're having boy. trouble doing that. Oh, that's what boy. I'm saying. Is you and no game would end when it's supposed to end, right? Unless you know a blowout. Yeah. Yeah, that's rough. It's terrible. That's rough. I, I want to go back to just eyeballs, human beings. Make mistakes every now and then. Just keep things going. Right. NBA, baseball, football, all of it. That I'm in the minority, I realize. Well, back in the days before there were reviews and all, you would you would bitch and moan, but you just had to accept it. And so your B and Ming would have limits because there's just many, no point. And how many people died? I mean, everything was fine. What about the sanctity of the game? <laughs> uh, I would just want to touch on this again. Um, the... Pretty, pretty governor of Corruptifornia is... Who I still think is considering running for president. Gavin he, Newsom. He's lurking. He's waiting in the wings, as they say. But he's fighting to... to he's suing the federal government because they're yanking nearly a billion dollars of federal money for the idiotic, will-never-exist, wild waste of money that is the high-speed rail, which is now a, a regular speed rail between two smallish cities in the middle of California. All of you... It's, a, it's become... Well, it's always been, but it's become a terrible joke. All of you across the country, Republican or Democrat, should be happy about this. You don't want to spend your tax money on a phony high-speed rail project in california because it's phony right but so california is now suing the trump administration for yanking that funding because they lived up to none of the parameters that the federal law said you have to they've just violated the agreement over and over again there's just it's indefensible but i like this um the state also plans to file a temporary restraining order or request to ask a judge to block the federal government from using the high-speed rail money for other purposes um, the feds say California hadn't kept its end of the agreement and has failed to make reasonable progress on the project. Those are both very true. It also said California abandoned the plan to build a high-speed rail from San Francisco to Los Angeles. And so what Gruesome Newsom is claiming is he is not waived from the, wavered from the ultimate goal to connect to two major cities. <coughs> Although he generated widespread confusion during his February State of the State speech when he announced... There simply isn't a path for the full project. But now he says he hasn't wavered from it. Because you have to pretend the original intent is still there to get the money, right? The federal money. Right. The price tag, the complete line is now estimated at $77 billion or more. It's easily $100, maybe $200 billion. Instead, Newsom said he would focus on the short-term one, uh, 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 short-term plan of connecting Merced and Bakersfield, California. Um Gavin, it's a ridiculous waste of money, would be my counter-argument. For the state uh, fiscal situation, it's a ridiculous waste of money. For federal taxpayers, it's a ridiculous waste of money. For the restraining order, that's a ridiculous waste of money. Every single aspect of this is indefensible, and yet it will not die. It is a vampire. It is a like one of the superbugs that uh, you know defy antibiotics. It is unkillable. But the unions are all tried up in it, uh, tied up in it. The state building and construction trades council and um, all sorts of well, the unions. It's just it's just ridiculous. Beware these giant pie in the sky projects, my friends, because they are impossible to kill. Oh, a superbug note I heard of of great interest. 
They are running into more and more bugs now that resist every known antibiotic. That's so scary. And particularly, the example they used is paralyzed veterans who have frequent bladder infections, which is just awful. Paralyzed people in general. Um, But the latest thing is they're trying, using CRISPR, that gene editing technology, they get viruses and they edit the virus's genes so they'll go after a particular sort of bacteria. And then a, a virus then uh, destroys the DNA of uh, your, you your bring cells, in bang, Then you bring in Bengal tigers to get rid of the monkeys. Right. <laughs> yeah. I, I'm slightly concerned about that, but if it ain't that, it's got to be something. Because as we've discussed on the show and has been written about in the New York Times and other places, there are places on Earth, in particular Africa, where they have millions of people doing things that are akin to a global experiment in breeding superbugs. They do everything exactly wrong. And, and you know, you got your over-the-counter antibiotics. You take it for a couple of days till you feel better. You've trained the bacteria how to get around that antibiotic and made them even stronger. And there are other practices they're doing. So it's one of those things, like you always say, if something can't go on forever, it will end. Is it conceivable we come up with some wild new antibiotics that, uh, you know, oh, we hadn't thought to, whatever. Use monkey squeezins. So again, mention the humble monkey or, or whatever. Oh, it turns out pear peels are actually right, a super yeah. powerful blah, blah, blah. I hope they figure that out. Yeah, maybe. Or it's got to be something advanced and scary. Or the herd has gotten too big and we will die back. Good morning. Good morning. <laughs> By the way. Armstrong and Getty. A university student in South Africa was arrested recently after impersonating a KFC food inspector, and this is true, scamming them into giving him free food every day for a year. The most shocking part of this story is that this guy ate KFC every day for a year and lived to tell the tale. Why didn't I think of that? I'm a food inspector. Need you to give me some of them biscuits. And uh, a three-piece with wings, please. I remember when you used to have that federal breast inspector hat you wore all the time. <laughs> Never worked. <laughs> Never fooled anybody. You know, I don't even... Uh, Beverly Hills just enacted the most stringent tobacco ban in the country. And I want to give you the details on this story at some point, but there was uh, one exception, and that is the... Cigar lounges favored by the rich and famous. They exempted them, including Governor Arnold Schwarzenegger, who wrote a very, very persuasive and heartfelt note saying essentially, that's fine, ban what you want, but not stuff I like or my rich friends. (laughs) And so Beverly Hills went along with it. Yeah, You can't sell, you can't use, you can't do anything. Oh, except for the cigar bars where the rich guys hang out. All right. Yes. Such is the history of the world. Yep. Uh, i got to hit you with this kind of breaking news. I'd like to kick Arnold right in the back for that. (laughs) Stop it. (laughs) I know I'm stealing some of Marshall's news, but so so Nancy Pelosi has a meeting this morning with the House Democrats. Some of them are screaming that we need to impeach. She apparently talked him down from the cliff. Then Trump says something about it. So Marshall's got that in his news. But I wanted to give you the New York Times the way they handled it. And I don't know what this is true and what is not. Their language is so loaded. The headline is, Trump blows up after meeting with Pelosi and Schumer. Okay? Let me read this sentence, and every word I could pick apart. I don't know if it's true or not. 
President Trump abruptly blew up a scheduled meeting with Democratic congressional leaders. By blew up meeting, do you mean he canceled the meeting? Postponed it? Uh, lashing out at Speaker Nancy Pelosi. By lashing out, do you mean saying something that would was, you know, against what she wanted? Um, he then marched out into the Rose Garden. By march, do you mean walked? Right. Yeah, you know, see, just all this stuff, I don't know. He delivered a statement bristling with anger. Or, you know, it was strongly worded on his side. I right, don't know. Right. So all this stuff blew up a meeting, marched out. How about abruptly blew up the meeting as opposed to gradually? What does that mean? Or did he did he cancel the meeting and walk out? If if I watched it, what I said, he canceled the meeting, walked out. It's just, I don't know. Yeah, I don't, hey, I don't we're actually gonna have know. To, we're going to have to move that to tomorrow, maybe late morning, and then he walks outside for some fresh air. Or... Or he, he like they had to physically restrain him from pulling a gun and running over to the Capitol. You wouldn't know mm. from the, just the hyperbole. You know, I, I have a philosophical question, but it would kill the rest of the segment. So That's you, fine. you, if do it's your good. Thing. It's good. Nah, I don't philosophical. Know if it's good. Why are we? Why are we here? Is it that one? I don't know. No. Why are we here? To be or not to be? Why do bad I'm things? I'm going with to be. <laughs> why do bad things happen to good people? That's mm. good. That's what I'm counting on. Good things happening to bad people. That's my whole <laughs> life plan. <laughs> Uh, anyway, nah, we can worry about it tomorrow. So this is kind of interesting. This is from a Harvard political scientist mm. studying protests around the world and finding that nonviolent protests work better than violent protests more often. And you really only need to do about 3.5% of the population actively participating in something to ensure serious political change. About 3.5%. That's her conclusion after studying this sort of stuff. What's 1% of the American population? 300,000 people? Roughly, I suppose. Or is it 30,000? I'm bad at math. Or is it three people? I think it's three. 3% is three people. Um, We have 100 people in the country. Research by this political scientist out of Harvard confirms that civil disobedience is not only the moral choice... Uh, in in protests as opposed to violent, but it's the most powerful way of shaping world politics by a long way. Looking at hundreds of campaigns over the last century, she found that nonviolent campaigns are twice as likely to achieve their goals as violent campaigns. And although the exact dynamics will depend on many factors, she has shown it takes around three and a half percent of the population actively participating in the protest to ensure serious political change. That, okay. Which I find um, heartening in that you only got to get roughly 3.5% of your town or whatever to go along with you to march for something to start calling and writing letters or whatever to try to get something to happen. I find that interesting. Because I would have thought I need a lot more. Uh, they went over 323 violent and nonviolent campaigns over the last 100 years. Overall, nonviolent campaigns were twice as likely to succeed. Um, they led to political change 53% of the time compared to 26% for the violent protests. She's a Harvard researcher. I would hope that she addressed this issue. My question would be is, do you tend to have violent uh, campaigns in countries where you know that's the only way it would possibly work? Wow. And that's the sort of country where they're they're not going to work as often because they're willing to kill you in the streets. You know, that they kind of go hand in hand. Right, yeah, entirely possible. So it'd be 11 million people in change in the United States? Which, obviously, I mean, if your cause is 
I don't know, beaver voting rights or something, and you're starting from scratch, that's pretty intimidating. Beaver voting rights. Well, they're an industrious beast and to be admired. I was thinking about more like my own town where I want to deal with the homeless situation, and I think there's just no way I can get enough people involved. Well, three and a half percent, you might be able to come up with that. Right. Look at me thinking nationally. I'm always decrying that. I'm a hypocrite. A hypocrite, I say. Yeah, think about your town, think about your county, your, your, your city, your state. Overall, and nonviolent. From there, the groundswell grows. Um, the lar- twenty-five largest campaigns and soon over the last. Beavers will vote. <laughs> <laughs> Sorry, where were you? Are they pro logging or anti? Mm. Seems like they'd be pro, but it's gonna. Yeah, but with strict limits. You got to harvest logs with your teeth. That's that's their cause. Anyway, so my the whole point of this, uh, long and short, is uh, you know you get together with some of your friends, maybe you can actually get something to happen. That is encouraging. Once around 3.5% of a population has begun to participate actively, success appears to be inevitable, based on the studies here. Wow. I, you know, I would there really... There weren't any campaigns in the last 100 years. There weren't any campaigns that failed after they achieved 3.5% participation during a peak event. You know, I, I would be That's fascinated to, in, to discuss with her, though, the whole totalitarian regime thing. Because success might be a long, bloody process. Right. On the other hand, we don't live in a totalitarian regime, so it's something for, for in the United States, right, we sure. could affect change yeah. with 3.5%. Oh, I see a, a tweet involving my favorite minor league ball club, minor league ball club, the Amarillo Sod Poodles. Speaking of small beasts, I love that name. Should, I really should just buy a t-shirt. Should they be able to vote? Sod Poodles? They're an inferior beast. They're no, um, they're no beaver. What's coming up in your news, Marshall? Well, Trump firing back after Pelosi's attack on him. We've got the North Koreans lobbing colossal, amazing insults at Joe Biden. <laughs> That's so disappointing. I and thought you, relations had warmed. And you want to go to Mars? Well, NASA's got a deal for you. Coming up. Yes, we'll see if Trump did blow up the meeting and then march out and, uh, and a bristling language and all that sort right? of stuff. Right. As the New York Times told us. Right. We'll have that in the news next on the Armstrong and Getty Show. And Getty. We have outrage on the internet, Joe. So an old woman died. Sorry to hear that. Part of her deal was she wanted her pet to go with her. So her. Oh, wait a minute. So her perfectly healthy dog. They put the dog down to be buried with the uh, the old lady, and some people are uh, highly bothered by that. (sighs) I'm somewhat bothered by it. Uh, you know, well, the dog was going to end up in a shelter. The shelter thinks it would have got adopted out, but would the dog like, you know, I don't know. I don't know. you got to be a crazy old gal to want that, unless she feared the dog would uh, have a bad end. I mean, that might be motivation for that plan. She probably just didn't think Fluffy could live without her. Well, Fluffy can. But so can a lot of other dogs. So what difference does it make whether you put down Fluffy or a different dog? So can my ex-girlfriend, apparently. <laughs> oh, jeez. Wow. Turned well, sad there. Yeah, turned it really dark. Yeah. <laughs> Let's, uh, uh, wow, that's crazy. It's interesting. Let's get the news now. Hey, you the- know what I want when I'm done? I want uh, I want Baxter in here with me. What do you mean? Like, uh, before we bury you? No, when, when you bury me. Well, you want what now? I want you Come to kill on. all my pets and bury them with me. What the When you say what? it like that, it sounds uh, awful. Yes. Hmm. News now with Marshall Phillips. Well, President Trump is unhappy about the attacks on him from House Speaker Nancy Pelosi. Trump was set to meet with congressional Democratic leaders for a follow-up meeting on infrastructure. And according to Dick Durbin, 
The Dems waited for Trump for about 15 minutes. When he arrived, Trump talked for three, Pelosi for two, and then Trump canceled the meeting and left. Went out to the Rose Garden to tell reporters he was surprised to hear Pelosi held a meeting about impeaching him with the Dems earlier today. Instead of walking in happily into a meeting, I walk in to look at people that had just said, I was doing a cover-up. I don't do cover-ups. He again called the Russian investigation a hoax. After two years and $40 million or $35 million, it'll end up being a lot more than that. No collusion, no obstruction, no nothing. Trump warning. I'll tell you, there's a danger here. If someday a Democrat becomes president and you have a Republican House, they can impeach him for any reason or her. Any reason. We can't allow that to happen. We can't allow it to happen. President going on to say the phony investigations into his campaign have got to end before he will take part in any infrastructure deal. Went on to say he doubts the Dems actually want to make a deal on uh, re, uh, reinvigorating our highways, bridges, airports, and rail. So it would be weird if you got, well, you're headed to a meeting and you got wind that, uh, you know, the boss you're about to meet with has spent the whole morning talking about how they need to get rid of you. Right. <laughs> it would be weird. Yeah, evidently he got really heated and, uh, and Joe was just, he, he insisted you be canned. That's interesting. I'm going to see him in 10 minutes. So what about the Penske account, Joe? <laughs> you know, who would who would do that? I understand you have to compartmentalize as a president, but that is a little nuts. Although in her defense, which is rare out of my mouth, Nancy's on the don't do it right. side. North Korea has labeled Joe Biden a fool of low IQ. Oh, that's hurtful. And an imbecile bereft of elementary quality as a human being. Um, an imbecile bereft of elementary quality as a human being. Wow. Those North Koreans, they're a little wordy in their insults, but at least, you know, it's eloquent. You understand what they're talking about. Right? You understand what the, you know where you stand. Yes. Right? You don't like me. Yeah. Yeah, the North Koreans, blunt people. A reaction from the North Koreans after uh, Biden uh, said during his speech that Kim Jong-un was a tyrant. The Korean uh, Central News Agency accusing the former Veep of insulting the North Korean leadership when he gave a speech accusing President Trump of cozying up to dictators and tyrants like Kim and Russian President Putin. So the back and forth there continues. And we have a flu outbreak that has shut down the Border Patrol's largest processing center in South Texas. It was closed after a Guatemalan teen died during a flu outbreak. They've got a massive flu outbreak going on at this processing center. So they have now in McCallum, Texas, just closed down the whole processing center. The agency telling Fox News they had to do this to avoid the spread of illness. It's another sign U.S. facilities are being overwhelmed by the surge of immigrants trying to get into the country. It's a manufactured crisis. A manufactured crisis. This is a manufactured crisis. With the country set to mark Memorial Day next week, there's a new Harris poll out, and it found that just a little over half of Americans, 55%, know what the holiday is all about. Honoring the fallen from all the nation's wars. I get not understanding Labor Day because I still don't, but you should understand Memorial Day. It's a pretty simple concept. And what percent was it, Marshall? Because I heard the number and didn't care because I didn't know why I should pay attention. (laughs) 55% know what the holiday is about. So 45% don't. How do you you not, how do half of people not know what Memorial Day is? 
And you just you sh- the idea of civics education is dead. You, you shouldn't. You're, vote. you're brought up to hate America in school. You shouldn't vote. You've never. You've all the Memorial Days you've gone through in your life. You never thought Memorial Day. What is that? And then somebody told you, or you googled it or something, and then you were able to remember it because you got. To, you're not bereft of all human qualities, right? Um, <laughs> God dang it! A lot of people are stupid. Oh, Too well. stupid to vote. NASA is inviting the people to go to Mars. Well, sort of. I'm on my way. The space agency offering people a chance to have their names stenciled on chips that will be part of the Mars rover that will fly to the red planet next year. Rip off. If I'm not on Mars, I'm not interested. A little like naming a star after you. (laughs) (laughs) Well, it's like having one of those bricks. You know, at the New Art Center or something like that. It's a little like that. My name's on Mars. Hooray! <laughs> People whose names are chosen will get a souvenir boarding pass and frequent flyer points. The people whose names are chosen, so it's yeah. like a lottery? Apparently so. Oh. And NASA will name a star after you and give you a certificate. <laughs> and record it in book form. <laughs> the the uh, Toronto Raptors are even with the Milwaukee Bucks at the NBA's oh. Eastern Conference Final. So are you aware that Drake the singer... As Joe would say, um, is a big Toronto fan. So he sits in the front row, and not only is he in the front row, the the Toronto Raptors give him free reign. He just walks around the sidelines, up and down the sidelines like a coach, in front of players, touching them, high fiving, massaging the coach's shoulders, out onto the court during timeouts, really? drawing up plays in the huddle during timeouts. I mean, yeah, he's involved. He just, really, he just gets free reign to walk around right. wherever because he has good songs. What's he's that a, about? Toronto native. He's essentially like well, Toronto's only. people are Toronto natives. Well, he's not several with as many of them have hits. good songs. <laughs> he's a little like Jack Nicholson used to be for the Lakers, yeah. although Nicholson stayed in his seat. <laughs> yes. But Drake is a super fan. I mean, he constantly is, uh, you know, heckling and cheering and all that sort of stuff. Huh. Greek Freak missed some free throws uh, last night late in the game. That's the Milwaukee player, and Drake was on the sideline dancing around, <laughs> running in front of the players, high-fiving and stuff. Wow. So the dinosaurs pull even with the deer, huh? Yes, yes. Okay, interesting. There you go. Is, your... Have the deer got home court there? Uh, yes, they do. Okay. That's your news. I'm Marshall Phillips, the Armstrong and Getty Show, the conscience of the nation. That's uh... Short for home court advantage for the non-sports fans. They play more games in Milwaukee than in Toronto. It's quite, a battle, to quite a battle to see who goes and gets, gets embarrassed by the Golden State Warriors. That's oh, what that's, that's, that's a little belligerence. That's that's Jack, what the, the prizes. Be careful there. Huh? <laughs> you got to play the games. Now I'm kind of hoping Toronto wins just so Drake will get the national stage. Because he doesn't have the court. fame? Oh, I just oh. think it'd be entertaining. It's kind of cute. Has Milwaukee got somebody? Does the same thing? They got a, good, a good earnest Midwesterner. <laughs> yeah. They ought to. <laughs> they ought to have like a full size buck, ten point yes. buck, running around the stadium. Sometimes it just watches. Sometimes it gores people. Fear sometimes it eats their popcorn. <laughs> we we cannot have a foreign team winning our NBA championships. That's our sport. We invented in the United States of America. We can't have foreigners winning. Well, fair That's enough. Just a very see, strong stance. Stop them at the border. Again, build a wall, make Saskatchewan pay for it. A tariff. That's Saskatchewan. That's Saskatchewan. <laughs> what? My aunt is from Saskatchewan. God. Armstrong and Getty. I hate that. You know, I'm, I'm drinking this protein shake, and it was so cold, I can't speak. It's like when you come outside uh, from the winter, your lips don't work. It's much mm. like that. Or I'm just incompetent. 
Um, $87 drain clear from Bell Brothers. Pretty much. The Armstrong and Getty Show. from China on Fox yesterday with Brett Baer. That was something. I did see that. Yeah, that that was amazing. That guy was just willing to openly answer questions. Everybody knew he was lying. I mean, everybody knows that's not the truth. Sure. It reminded me of the old Soviet Union days. Just say stuff that everybody knows not true, but they're just going to stick to it. There is no radiation leak at Chernobyl. None. But, sir, it's been reported by every European country, the the Geiger counter readings, there is no radiation at Chernobyl. It was that sort of thing. It's we're quite not, amazing. We're not detaining any Muslims. No, it's a, it's a job re-education camp. The gates are open. They can leave anytime they want. Something. Yeah. It's frightening. Yeah. Yeah. Well, that's the way they roll. So this is the way Beverly Hills rolls. And they... Huawei is just a regular phone company. Right. <laughs> which I thought, oh, okay, sure. And okay. Brett, Brett Bear's question, which uh, probably would have been worth grabbing for you, but he said, so uh, it's been reported that Huawei has uh, been financed by the... Uh, Chinese intelligence services, the Chinese military, the blah, 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 blah. And yet uh, they maintain they're just a regular regular phone company. How do you square those two things? And he said, they're a regular phone company. Well, you didn't do much square in there, Mr. (laughs) Ambassador. But that's the way they roll. And this is how Beverly Hills rolls. Beverly Hills. Gimme, gimme. They have banned all... Nicotine products, the sale of tobacco and nicotine products, except those the FDA has approved to help smokers quit. The list of banned items includes cigarettes, cigars, cigarillo. Is that just like slim cigars? Kind of, yeah. Is a Swisher sweet a cigarillo? Uh, I don't. No. It's it's a janky cigar, I'll tell you that. If I had one more son, I'd have people, named him Cigarillo. People buying Swisher Sweets generally aren't smoking them cigars with them. It's Cigarillo. He's Italian. What do people buy Swisher Sweets for? Uh, you empty out the tobacco that's in them, then you use the, the wrapping for... For what? For marijuana. You do? I didn't <laughs> yeah. know that. Yeah, that's I, a that's a blunt. blunt. I actually... Joe knows. I did not know that. <laughs> hey, don't know you look at me like that. I actually... I've read it in my in, uh, Drug Offender Monthly. <laughs> I get it delivered to my home. <laughs> to keep up with what your college to kids are doing. keep up on the junkies, like yourself. I actually uh, was on a Swisher Sweet thing for a while, like as a 19-year-old. Yeah. Was very yeah, sad. so was everybody. Very sad. Anyway, where were we? I think I had a pierced ear and a perm at the time. Cigarettes, cigars. That's a vision. <laughs> and, a, and a Swisher Sweet hanging from your lips. Wow. Why didn't I get more chicks? Weren't you the king of the prom? <laughs> Cigarettes, cigars, cigarillo, pipe tobacco, snuff. Who's doing snuff? Is it 1840? <laughs> Chewing tobacco. A lot of cowboys and... In that neck of the woods? Right. And smokeless tobacco and any electronic cigarette, city documents said. What's the banning smokeless tobacco? That's, I mean, I know it kills the individual. You can't make any secondhand argument with that. No, it, no, it's just, it's nanny statism. And I don't think you ought to use tobacco. I don't use it. And I suggest you don't either, but it's none of my business. But this is so hilarious. So they've enacted this total ban except for rich guy cigar bars. Entreaties have poured in from top executives at real estate offices, security firms, talent agencies, and even former Governor Arnold Schwarzenegger. All of them acolytes of the Grand Havana Room on North Cannon Drive, a club so exclusive its members need a special key to get in. 
Yes, the Grand Havana Room, which I have been a member of since its inception, provides a treasured home away from home, wrote Schwarzenegger. You idiot! A treasured home away from home. That's hilarious. You want some horse crap? Maybe you're fertilizing your garden. Here's some for you. It is unthinkable that the city might adopt a policy that would intentionally or unintentionally cause the closure of this character-defining institution. Yeah, I, I don't like that, uh, the, you know, similar to probation on alcohol, it's the, the rich and powerful and connected, they're going to find a way around it. But I fully understand their argument. Look, I live here, I live in a $5 million house, I pay you guys a million dollars a year in taxes, I'm going to smoke an effing cigar if I want to smoke an effing cigar, right. and you're not going to tell me I can't. I'm on their side on that. But uh, Schwarzenegger made it clear, I suppose the ban... I am right there with you. <laughs> he wrote. Okay, now you I agree with your battle to protect people from the dangers of tobacco smoke and all those sorts okay, of things. And now I'm confused. So he supports the ban. Yes, but not for him. Wow, that is really over the top. Exactly. That is really over the top. Right. He I trust that the city will recognize the the voice is starting to hurt my throat. I trust that the city will recognize the fundamental difference. Between clubs like the Havana, Grand Havana Room and a gas station. And those selling sorts of, nicotine pods for e-cigarettes, he wrote. And those sorts of things. Right, right. And things of that nature. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> and what not. And what not. And, what, and things of that nature. And what not. <laughs> uh, let's see. Many, many wrote that rubbing elbows at the elite club was essential to their high-powered businesses. I get to smoke one cigar with Arnold at something we were at. I remember we were out in the, like a bar area at the big hotel. Yeah, I had to get home to my kids. You hung out. And I was we jealous. Got to, got to smoke a cigar with Arnold, which was a thing. Man, he is a he's very happy with his own act. <laughs> very, and you know why not be? He's been the king of the world in so many different ways, and everybody treats him that way. But it's interesting to be around a guy like that. It was just yeah. He's just you know I know I'm the biggest thing here, and everybody's going to act like it. And blah blah blah. It's, it's something. Banker Vic Thadani, who I suspect is the kind of guy who would spit on you, then be surprised that you're offended. Said, I learned about a great job opportunity at a private cigar event on the patio of that club, a job that I eventually landed and catapulted my career to what it is now, managing billions of dollars for private equity and venture capital firms in the area. He wrote to not close the rich guy cigar bar, even as he supports the ban for poor people. That is pretty It's weak. just, it's astonishing. If you're going to make the argument that, hey, I'm a, I'm a citizen of this country, I'm a grown man, I'm an adult, I can do whatever I want. Fine, but not the, I get to and they don't. Well, no, he literally to... said, I'm more important. My job is cool, so I should get to smoke. Here's Rabbi well, Stephen and Wilde. Ar- and Arnold's was, I buy my stuff, my stuff's expensive. The people that buy cheap stuff, they shouldn't get to smoke it. Right. That's Stop what whining. The grand, here's this rabbi. The Grand Havana Room attracts thoughtful people who want to engage in thoughtful conversation. It has shaped the film, music, and financial industry. Not dumb people are smoking on the corner. They shouldn't have the right to do it. They're dumb. I'm smart. Well, Rabbi, with all due respect, what the hell does the tobacco have to do with those conversations? Or, you know, why don't you not support a ban unless you're willing to ban it for yourself, you hypocrites? Stop it. Marshall, we're gonna get you. (laughs) We see you driving. This is a threat. (laughs) All right. 
<laughs> that was weird. Does he mention final thoughts? Here's your host, no. Joe Getty. All right, now it's final thoughts. Let's get a final thought oh. from everybody on the squad. Michelangelo, final thought? Uh, yeah, today we talked about uh, the favorite states and how they were ranked. My favorites, Utah, Arizona, New Mexico, and Colorado, the four corners. You can put two hands in one and then your two legs and... You're in all four states. It's just a blast. Wow. Everybody should do it once. Positive Sean, final thought? It's just a blast. I, I believe I'm going on a personal best for longest time without a haircut. It is getting rather shaggy. Yes. Yeah. I think I can make it to Sunday, though. Well, yeah, okay. So you're going to cut it. Well, not all the way off. I just need to trim it up. It's getting a little getting a little wild. Marshall Phillips, final thought? Well, I, uh, it's not over yet. I just saw a report that Nancy Pelosi is announcing she is now praying for the president and praying for the nation. So on it goes. To Satan, I assume. <laughs> I Jack, know. final thought? Yeah, I just saw a tweet from Ice-T, the rapper and actor, how uh, he's <laughs> calling that. on Amazon because he almost shot a delivery driver. Yeah, him and me both. Amazon's got to come up with a way, some uniform or sign, so it's not just a sketchy car with a sketchy dude hanging around your front door at random hours. Yeah. you got to come up with a better system yeah. than that. My final thought is, hey, Hanson, print out a list of all the Democrats running for president. We need to have the draft choices for our uh, Democrat nominee death pool. Not literally death, but withdrawing from the race. Political death. Political right? death, that's right. Armstrong and Getty wrapping up another grueling four-hour workday. If I get a book deal, I don't care. Signed, Eric Swalwell. (laughs) So many people to thank. So little time. Go to armstrongandgetty.com. That's the website. You can email us. Something we ought to be talking about or you have an opinion. Everybody does. Mailbag at armstrongandgetty.com. We'll see you tomorrow. God bless America. This is a historic act uh, of uh, devastating incompetence. I will not sugarcoat this. This is a disappointing day for us. Big mistake, but not too bad. The fun level in this room is at an 11 right now, and that brought it down. The ride is over! The time for the clowns and the acrobats and the dancing bears has passed. Get away from here. Get. Get. And we apologize for our stupidity. And we really hope you forgive us for what we've done. Thank you and good night. Then the show's over. What? Bye bye. It's almost like people don't want to get their dresses from a barn anymore. Armstrong and Getty.